This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Okie dokie, folks. Welcome back. Horticulture's fell to rushing, and like I say, we're going to be talking about gardening. I know a lot of folks are are uh, hunkering down because of this this uh, big storm that's about to hit Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, and it's pretty. It's going to be rough. It's definitely going to be rough. But uh, uh, we're prepared here at MPB. So if y'all have uh, any kind of emergency, you can always tune in here, see what's going on. Uh, was garden wise, you know, I'll be here for you next week. If some people got some cleaning up to do, I want to know what can I do about this, that, or the other. Then uh, I'll be glad. To, to to help you then. But meanwhile, we're going to be talking about whatever's on your garden mind. Uh, it's a call-in program. It's live. Uh, we get calls from all over the place, but uh, we're primarily uh, interested in gardening along the Gulf South up to, to the Mid-South, um, Tennessee, Alabama, Arkansas, Louisiana, Mississippi. Uh, and so if you're from outside that area, we garden the way you do. We just have different plants. We still dig a hole and put stuff in it green side up and hope for the best and maybe give a little help if it needs it. But basically, that's what it is. But if you got problems with bugs or blights or weeds or you want to know about composting or, or charming worms out of the ground with a stick, that kind of stuff, we're going to talk about whatever's on your garden mind. Uh, I brought in a couple of things to talk about like I, I usually do, some an heirloom plant from my garden, my old pass along plant, a nice wildflower. I got my truck garden, my little, my miniature of my big truck. I've got a, a 1988 Ford F 150 that I grow uh, and drive uh, plants in. I took it to Meridian last week, so a lot of folks have, have, have seen me drive around all over the place with this. But I brought a little miniature that's got some succulents and, and a little gnome and a tiny little miniature bottle tree and stuff like that in it, which we'll probably put up on our on our blog a little bit later, picture of it. But if you want to give us a call, it's toll-free, one eight seven seven mpb ring And uh, before we go any further, job i got to mention, everybody was asking if you were going to be there yes, uh, last week. We were at the Max broadcast. Live. Yeah, I saw that, and you told me um, after the show that everybody did see me on the Skype screen. Yeah, yeah, I but, turned uh, <laughs> but it was fun. I'm, I, I really hate that I missed it, but um, I saw that you had a good time, and if anybody wants to check that out, um, I put the links up of last week's podcast so you okay. can see the behind the scenes of uh you were in your box your socially distanced box my, my little, i felt like a go-go dancer <laughs> and then actually a link to your um your talk about yard art oh okay this, they got the whole thing they got the whole it's about a almost oh, an hour or so something like yeah. that yeah it's just about yard art the good the bad and the unbelievable and and, uh, and by the way you noticed it in the podcast that i put on a sports coat a little yeah you had, you had your uh a your fancy your fancy <laughs> I mean, it's still blue jeans and black T-shirt and tennis shoes, but I had a, I throw on a, sometimes I tie, tie my hair back, but this particular coat, it's an old seersucker coat, and then I'm afraid my neck has got it kind of nasty, so I had to leave my hair down over my shoulders to cover up my, <laughs> my, 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 yeah, enough of that. Too much information. Uh, folks, one of the things that, that is going on, and we're going to talk in a few minutes with Nadine Phillips from Hattiesburg, in spite of the weather, uh, or in thinking past weather already, we're still planning on having this plant swap Sunday afternoons, two o'clock, and the worst of the weather should be through by Saturday, Saturday evening, maybe a little uh, stuff Sunday morning. But we're planning on having a plant swap, a free event for gardeners to get together. Not too close. We got social distancing. It's an outdoor event, but it's undercover. It's real easy to get. 
get to. And uh, it's going to be Sunday afternoon at 2 o'clock, an old-fashioned bring-a-plant. We're going to swap plants. And uh, we're also going to have a few on hand for folks who don't bring things and uh, maybe some native plants and things. But it's a free event, something for gardeners to get together safely Outside, undercovered area, plenty of, uh, of, of plenty of space for everybody. And uh, so, if you're thinking about knocking around Sunday afternoon, Hattiesburg is what's going to be. Old fashioned plant swap. Uh, anyway, if you want to give us a call, now's a good chance. We're going to start out right off the bat in Daphne, Alabama. Hey, Dalton, thanks for calling. Thank you. Good morning. Howdy. Um, what's up? Honestly, my. Um, my dad loved your show. He passed away a couple of months ago. Oh, sorry to hear that. Um, I'm still listening to your show, though. Thinking of that well, I appreciate anyway, it. Anyway, um, I have a fiddly fig. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it's called. Yeah. Um, and I'm wondering if there's anything I need to do to winterize it. And I've noticed that I have leaves coming off of it, and I just want to know if that's normal. Yeah. How long have you had this? How long have you had it, Dalton? A couple of months. Okay. Here's the deal. It will not live outside if we have a normal winter, even on the Gulf Coast. So it's going to have to be brought indoors. I'm assuming it's still in a pot. Yes, it is. Okay. Uh, they get big. They're, tr- they're, they're trees in the tropics, uh, even in big office buildings. But fiddly fig, just like its cousin, the rubber tree and the weeping fig, they can be pruned uh, really, really hard. They'll, they'll, they'll sprout back out. So when it gets too big, if it's got more than one stem, you can cut one one year, cut the other next year. But uh, what happens when you get a, a new uh, potted tropical plant? It's grown in a greenhouse and it's moved to a garden center and then to your place. And the leaves that are on it at the time are, are, are adapted for wherever that leaf was first grown. And if you move it around a bunch, the, the leaves, they're not as efficient. And the plants just shed the older leaves. And they put new leaves on for the new conditions. So losing a, a leaf on a fiddly fig seems like you're using, I mean, they're dinner plate. They're bigger than dinner plates. So it seems like you're losing a lot. But that's normal for, for, for potted plants to shed their older leaves when, they've been, when, when you first get them and when you first bring them in. Um, so just expect that. And if they get kind of too naked, if you you got more than one stem, go ahead and cut one of the stems back or, or, or sometime, cut it back. That'll stimulate strong new growth closer down towards the pot. Otherwise, just, you know, let the leaves fall or break them off when they start looking bad. And just uh, when you bring it indoors this, this fall, uh, put it in a fairly bright place. And uh, and just water it when it gets dry. Don't keep it wet, but just and it'll put on new leaves that will replace those that are falling. Thank you very much. Okay. Uh, by, by the way, does, does yours have more than one stem? Uh, I haven't really looked at it. I'll have to look. Okay. At it. Uh, well, if it, you know, this sort of like a trunk of a tree. If it's just got one, I would just, 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 just take care of it, and it'll put on new leaves at the tops of the other ones drop. But down the road, if it gets too tall, it's okay to just cut it back, even to a, two feet tall if you want to. Wherever you cut it, it's going to put out. Uh, one or two or maybe three branches, and it'll it'll come right back. So don't worry about it getting too big. All right, thank you. Okay, Dalton. Sorry about your dad. He was an awesome guy. I mean, he loved your show. He listened to it all the time religiously. He actually got me into your show. Well, good, 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 good. Well, you know, hang in there. You know, that fiddly fig, as long as you don't keep it too wet, it'll do just fine. You, you can have it for a long time. All thank right, you appreciate, very much. appreciate your call, Dalton. All right, now let's uh, go to to Jackson and talk with Bert. Hey, Bert, good morning. 
Morning. I've got a couple of quick questions. Yeah. Uh, I've got two good late planted tomato plants with a dozen or so blossoms on it, uh-huh. but I want to use that space for lettuce. Do I give up on the tomatoes now? Well, you know, I, I I don't know because of climate change. You know, so we we may not get a frost till after Christmas. You know, right. if frost will. So as long as they're they're blooming and producing, not that big a deal. But uh, are you? Is it possible to to lightly work up the dirt under it and start you some lettuce in with that's it? Where, that's where the lettuce is going to go. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll do that. Okay. Uh, second question: uh, I need to replace an old rosemary that's just given out. Mm. Is there any particular one that I can do, and can I plant it now? Uh, you can plant rosemary now uh, with no problem, as long as you don't keep it too wet. That's his biggest problem: is staying too, too wet, as long as it's in pretty good, well-drained soil. Um, and there's different, you know, there's there's a lot of different varieties. Some have better flowers than others. Real pretty blue flowers sometimes in the winter time. Yeah. Uh, some yeah. don't flower at all. Some are a little bit spicy. But it's kind of the luck of the draw. Whatever the garden center is carrying. So you know, it's just what if you like the one you've got. Why don't you root some? They'll they'll root a cutting about five or six inches long with most yeah. of the least. Tri- It'll have roots in water in three weeks. Okay, I'll try that. This one's kind of spindled out. It's quite old. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but it has, it has had full sun for quite a long time. Yeah. Well, they, they, they like sun, and they like to be a little on the dry side, the Mediterranean plants. But, you know, if it, uh, until you get around to finding another one, just go in and root some if, you know, that, from the ends of the branches. Okay, last question. My, my daughter has a, several large pecans, but I think they're native pecans because the, the, the pecans that did not make very well, at least I didn't see them. Mm. Or like smaller than my thumb. Right. I mean, they're, they're, uh, is that that's a native pecan? Isn't well, it? the, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a seedling pecan. Yeah, it's not a hybrid. Okay. So it's not going to really make a pecan crop, is it? To speak no, of? no, not not much. Well, although when it does, you know, those small ones they're hard to crack, but they have got so much more flavor than some of these big, sort of like hybrid tea roses. You know, mm. they're big and they're floppy, but uh, the 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 seedling pecans. I have a little extra oil. They're real flavorful. So, and typically they don't get the diseases as bad. Some of the real, some some of the the new hybrids. But well, you know, the ones I found on it were pretty dried up. So yeah, was, uh, I got to it later. Yeah, moldy on the inside. Yeah, 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 that's a, a real common disease we uh, that, that gets on pecans. Not much we can do about it either. So, yeah. you know, if it's a good shade tree, you know, I w- I would leave it. Oh, up. One, yeah, it's, huge. it's it's very old. It's got good swing area on it. Good place for chairs, all that kind of stuff. They tend to drop leaves, uh, uh, limbs. You know that. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, I spent half my childhood dragging pecan limbs to the burn pile. Yes. yes. So anyway, okay, no, so it's not not going to have good pecans. So keep hanging in with the tomatoes. Put <laughs> yeah. lettuce underneath. Yeah, and, give out. yeah, and you can you there. you can also grow to, uh, uh, lettuce in little small shallow pots and set it on the ground under your tomato. Okay, okay, good deal. Thank you. All right, appreciate it. Thanks. Right. <clears throat> now let's go down to Lower Alabama. Hey, Melanie, are you hunkered down for this this storm we're gonna get? I hope we get some rain. Actually, <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe maybe not quite so much wind. Right. The rain would go down well without the wind. Yeah, my my garden's really dry, too. But anyway, what's going on? Okay, so I want to plant some asters. And, you know, the seeds say you can plant them in lower Alabama basically any time. Right. So when is the recommended time? Asters and um, also some um, snapdragons. Both of those, I've seen them blooming in the 
winter, and I've actually yeah. had snapdragons in the winter, but I bought the plants. Yeah. Well, let's go backwards. Snapdragons are summer plant in cool climates, Seattle, California, up north England. Uh, they grow in the summertime, but they'll freeze in a hard winter. But down here, they they grow fine over our winter. So we use them as a winter annual here. Right. And uh, you can plant those you know, soon now if you want to. That's you know, the, what I was thinking. It was about that time. Yeah, we were going to and there's, there's different varieties, Melanie. There's some that get really, really tall, and you may have to actually stake some of them. They, they get so big and some small ones. So you might want to do, go with two different kinds, you know, so that way you, you know, have a, a nice little scene. As far as the, uh, the, the asters, you can plant those anytime you can get them, and they'll do fine on the coast. One of my favorites is a, is a, uh, it's a special aster. Uh, it's not a, it's a chrysanthemum, um, but it's not the cushion mums like they sell at garden centers. Uh, the most popular one of these is called Clara Curtis. Some people call it country girls. Nice big pink flowers, uh, pale pale lavender pink flowers, and it is super hardy. It'll live for decades, and it'll bloom every year, late October, November, with no care at all. So do if you, you order those, or how do you? Garden centers a lot of times carry this, but the the one called Clara Curtis, and it's okay. it's kind of it's kind of kind of a funny Latin name. It's real common all over Alabama. I mean, it's a common plant. It's, it's matter of fact, it's a real popular pass along plant. Um, but when you say asters, are you talking about like the the, the New England types of asters, the little purple flowers? Or? Um, I was trying to find my seed packet. I just found some. You oh, know, you, some oh, you seed have packets. you have seeds for them. Yeah, that's what I was yeah. thinking. Uh, so these just says it's a. Rigo mixed colors. Okay. Um, I, I, I don't see why you couldn't grow those on the coast from seed planted now. I would have planted them back in the spring so you have nice little plants by now. But uh, because uh, asters and, and uh, uh, chrysanthemums, things like that, they're daily sensitive. They, they bloom when the days start to get shorter. So, uh, you know, you, you, you may not get, you're not going to get any flowers this fall. But if you get some nice little plants, Melanie, uh, when the days are, you know, it, it might be that they can bloom in the spring because sometimes, uh, you know, the short days of, of late winter will stimulate some blooms. So might, might want to plant some now and save some to plant in the spring. So are they... Will they come back next year? I mean, are they perennials, or will they? Just... I, 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 I don't. They should be perennial. I just don't know because the word aster is a huge, huge name. <laughs> you know, there's lots of stuff called aster. So when you when you. I just bought these at a garden center or a, probably a big box store. I don't remember, but. Um, where do you do you go online and buy your seeds? Are they? You know, I'm I'm really. Some people are good at seeds. My friend Jesse Yancey is is a master with seeds. Uh, you know, the people grow grow who blow, who join plant societies just for the seeds that they get. Yeah. But I'm more of a cutting division. Put something in a pot in the ground type of guy. Yeah. So uh, I don't order much online. Used to, used to, but my garden's got so 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 full of stuff that over the years, I. Uh, you know, I'm just, I don't grow much from seed. Okay, one more question I almost forgot to ask. So I uh, was at the dentist's office a couple of weeks ago, and he had this beautiful, these little beautiful, I guess you call them dwarf, um, Cape Jasmine, uh, you know what I'm talking right. about. Right, gardenias, right? Gardenias, yes. So they root really well, I've heard. Yep. 
so I didn't know whether to root them in water or not. So I got enough to I got some in water and some in dirt. <laughs> yeah, the, the gardenias are one of the shrubs. Gardenias and rosemary will root in three weeks in water. They're they're among the easiest shrubs to root. Not all shrubs root uh, well at all. Uh, yeah. Some are hard to root. You have to do you know jump through hoops and stuff. But well, gardenias root real easy. I've, I've done the big ones, but I hadn't had any experience with these small. Ones. Same kind of plant. So I just put, like I said, I put some in water and some in dirt. The water ones haven't rooted yet, but it's only been two weeks maybe, so yeah. So it's not time yet. Okay, that's what I wanted to know. Thank you. Have okay. a great day, and good luck with the storm. Thanks, Melanie. Appreciate that. Okay, before we take uh, this break, let's talk to Jim in Jackson. Hey, Jim, how are you? Good morning, Felder. Jim Rosenblatt here. How are you, sir? I'm doing fine. Uh, could you educate me on herbicides? I've got a, uh, I've got a, 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 a Roundup. Uh, a similar product called Ranger, but I'm told that if you add 2,4-D and atrazine to it, it makes it more effective. Do you have any experience with that? I don't see any reason to mix herbicides. I, I, I don't. There are some that are that are premixed that have you know different things that, that you know di- different types of herbicides that are premixed. Uh, but when it comes to Roundup, I don't think you need to use anything else because it works fine, you know, and it's safer than these other 2,4-D and all those things. They're easy to drift on the other plants. You will rarely hear me recommend uh, her- weed killers in general because they're different ones for different plants, and some act differently. Some will drift. They get nearby plants, and, uh, you know, I just stick with one that I know is safe and effective. But I, I wouldn't mix them uh I, I really can't get any more detail about that because I don't know what you're using it for and all like that. This is kind of a, a email or call me off the air type thing. But okay. I, 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 would, I would use stuff off the shelf instead of mixing it myself if you're not, you know, trained and know how to do that kind of thing. All right. Thanks, Felder. All right. Appreciate it. Yeah, you can mix stuff up, but it's better to get stuff already mixed because they know the proportions. They know proportions. Uh, folks, I've got my little garden truck here. It's got a little gnome in it, homemade tiny bottle tree made out of bees. I've got my wild azuratum. And uh, the heirloom plant of the of the week is one some people call it purple cane or purple heart or uh, purple queen. Some people call it purple wandering Jew, but it's a really good perennial. Leaves are longer than my finger. They're, they're a nice, rich purple and covered with these pretty little uh, pink flowers. It's a terrific old pass-along plant. Roots well, grows well in containers as a cascading plant, as a ground cover, even uh, out in the sun or the shade. But a purple cane, uh, trade scantio, hmm, I can't remember the last name of it. But anyway, it's a great old pass-along plant, and I'm encouraging people to to always look for these kind of plants to put in your garden because they're fun. We're going to take a real quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk with a gal uh, from Hattiesburg about this plant swap. So stick with us, folks. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Dr. Susan Buttress, Professor of Pediatrics at the University of Mississippi Medical Center and host of Southern Remedies, Relatively Speaking. Join us as we explore issues that relate to you and your family from mental health obstacles and family interactions to handling life disruptions. Whatever the issue, let's try to figure it out together. You can listen live Tuesdays at 11 on MPB Think Radio, or you can subscribe to the podcast by searching for Southern Remedy on your preferred podcasting app. Alrighty, folks, welcome back. Horticulture's Felder Rushing. And before we talk with Nadine uh, in, in Meridian, let's talk with Joe, who's been uh, on hold from Oxford. Hey, Joe, good morning. Good morning, sir. How are you? Fine. What's going on? Um, 
What can we help you with? Hello? Hello, can you hear me? Yeah, 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 what's up? Sorry about that. I'm driving in a poor signal area. Uh, I'll make it quick. Uh, A friend of mine gave me two very nice planter beds, raised beds. Uh They're uh, eight feet long by about three and a half feet wide and three feet deep. Uh What's the best way to fill them so that there's proper drainage? Uh, And I'm just going to plant tomatoes, bell peppers, jalapenos, and herbs. Well, you know, you, you, I would plant stuff over the wintertime, too. I mean, kale and, and uh, uh, flower, you know, put some flowers or something. I'll put you some, some, uh, some garlic out there. But go ahead and, and use it over the, over the winter so the soil will be kind of sort of mellow. When you first fill a bed up, the soil is, is kind of raw. It's like you're mixing up cornbread, mixing it's not all mixed together. So if you can fill, the quicker you can fill it and plant anything at all in it, the soil will be a whole lot better for your plants next year. But to answer your question, you don't need it to be three feet deep. You, you just don't. You know, two feet is is plenty. Eighteen inches is fine. But uh, if if you want to fill, to go with inexpensive stuff on the bottom like bark mulch. Just put a bunch of bark bark mulch down on the bottom. Um, and and it'll it'll eventually turn into good soil, but it'll take up space, you know, right at okay, first. And then uh, if you get a good quality potting soil and some cheap potting soil, or some compost or manure. In other words, don't go with just good stuff. Go with good stuff and mix two or three different things, including either compost or manure. And uh, and if you can find somebody who sells real dirt, D-I-R-T, brown, mud on your boot type of real dirt, put some of that in it, and it'll firm the potting soil up so your plants won't have to be watered as often. You know, so uh, I always mix uh, uh, about half, about one part potting soil, one part bark, one part uh, either compost or manure, and then I throw in some real dirt, and it just really firms it up. But to take up space in the bottom, just put you some bark mulch down the bottom there. Or if you okay. really want to take up space, get you some uh, milk jugs or plastic bottles and put them on the bottom just to take up space. Yeah, because I was thinking it's too much space anyway. Yeah. It's too deep for what I'm trying to do. Yeah. So well, I was thinking it, it, rocks or something, but... Yeah, that well, works you know, better. yeah, but, you know, plastic bottles, you know, with the with the caps on it. Anything to take up. You can even put pots upside down, old used plastic pots upside down, so they're just sort of like <laughs> bubbles of air. But anything to take up some space in the bottom foot or so. Awesome, thank you very much. Okay, appreciate it, man. All right, bye bye. Okay, now we need a we need a blast of cheer, and I don't know anybody better to talk to than Nadine Phillips. Hey, Nadine, how are you, lady? Hey, Felder. Good morning. I'm doing well. You so, you sound so cheerful. <laughs> are you cheerful? Are you are you hunkered down for this uh, weather? Yeah, sure. It's Friday, and there's a plant swap coming up, so sure. Yeah, and uh, tell us about the plant swap. I'm going to be there. I'm coming. You know, it, it it's not a matter of rain or shine because the rain should be gone easily uh, before even noon down in Hattiesburg. And a lot of people are going to be suffering because of this weather. But those who can come out, we can, woo, I'm going to be in my truck, and I'm going to bring a couple of heirloom plants. And I think you said that, that somebody had donated some native plants or something for it. Yeah, I have a friend who's going to be sharing some native plants with some folks, and we also have some backup plants for people that want to participate that don't have plants. So we may have a few of those. But um, we don't want anyone taking chances on the weather, but I really i am optimistic that the weather should be good by 2 p.m. And it's, um, a, it's a real easy place to go to. It's got plenty of parking. Yeah. It's, it's wide open, and it's going to be under a covered pavilion type thing. So, yeah, so I I have the directions here. Is it hard to find? If you're not from Hattiesburg, is it hard to find? No. No, it is right off of the Highway 42 bypass, and it's called Chain Fork, sorry, 
Chain Park at Twin Forks, and you can Google it. Um, Ch- but chain, address- chain is like a like a, a, a port swing chain. Exactly. Gotcha. Chain as in named for former Mayor Bobby Chain. Yeah, but it's spelled like, like port swing chain. Yes, C H A I N. Gotcha. And I'll do my best to put a plant swap sign up on the highway with an arrow, but down below there's a big brick sign that shows you you're at Chain Park. There's there's an entrance there. Um, and Hattie's Burgers probably know there's another entrance from in the neighborhood where there's also um, a sign as but, well. But basically, if you can find a way to, to Hattiesburg, you can find a way to 42 Bypass. And, oh, this, and, this, yeah. and this is on that road. Yes, and it's um, it's right on the Leaf River, so you'll you'll know you're there when you see a big bridge. And um, if you're coming south on the highway, it will be on your left. If you're coming north, it'll be on your right. But um, Chain Park for well, sure. But again, there's plenty of places to park, and there's a covered pavilion with tables. Well, I want to ask you um, this: Why why did you, why why you why are you doing this? Because I, I, you know, I don't know if you've noticed, but this past year's been kind of rough in a lot of different ways, and uh, I think people need joy. And we know that, regardless of what kind of gardener you are, you like plants. Everybody likes plants. Plants bring joy, and so I just wanted to foster a sense of community and joy, and um, see what happens. You know, the, the cool thing about plant swaps, you'll have people who, who are horticulturists, good gardeners. You have people who don't even know the name of the plant that they brought. It's a good way to mix different kinds of plants and different kinds of people together. Exactly. And, and it's not scary. It's not, you don't have to, you know, dress up or there's no voting or anything like that. It's just people and plants getting together and mixing them up. Exactly. And there's no money nothing going on you don't have to pay to do anything just show up with a plant or just show up if you if you have the desire and you like plants um if the, you know, it, it's a good chance for us to all safely socialize about the thing that we love the most you think if the weather's permitted if i'm gonna be in my truck with all the plants in the back of it you think if the weather's okay i can stand up in the back and and, and yak at people for a little bit oh heck yeah okay. oh heck yeah there's plenty it's, uh, it's a great part too it's very well maintained the the sidewalks are nice um Plenty of grass. Um, there are some tables, so people might want to bring chairs if they want to sit. Um, but yeah, I think I think the weather's going to be fine, and I think we're going to really enjoy ourselves. It don't can be real formal or stuffy or anything like that. No. Okay, so pe- people no. who are not joiners will feel welcome and comfortable. Oh heck yeah! Okay. Everyone's welcome. It's a, that's why it's called a community plant swap. There you go. There you go. And it's Highway yeah. 42 bypass in Hattiesburg, right by the Leaf River. There's a bridge right there and all that. Right by the Leaf River. Okay. Yeah, Chain Park. Okay. Before I, before you go, you are, you're active in native plant groups. I've got a question about you. What do you think about this purple thing called wild blue azuratum? Is it is it, I, weedy, is it I, weedy for you? It's not too weedy, but I don't. I um. I don't. I don't believe in too weedy for myself. <laughs> um, I, I've seen them where they're as tall as me, and I, I really like them. I, I think there there's no other blue like it. You I, know? Well, mine started um, mine started blooming today. I, I got a little little uh, piece of it right here, and uh, of course, yeah. when you bring it indoors, it looks more lavender under these kind of lights. But it's it a does. great. It's a kind of a. It's almost like a mint. You know, it's not in the mint family, mm-hmm. but it grows like mint with these wonderful clusters in the fall. It, it's just a, a terrific native plant, and you don't oh, find it for sale. You don't find it for sale, but if you see it along the roadside, it's not a protected or endangered thing. I guess it'd be okay to take just a little piece, a little clump, put in your yard. 
I don't think it could hurt a thing. Okay. Well, listen. I, I don't. I don't think so. I, I think it would bring you great joy, which is great. And 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 another. I, you know, I've seen more. Speaking of native plants, this year I'm seeing goldenrod oh, yeah. like crazy. Yep. It's so a that's terrific thrilling. pollinator. I think more people are leaving it, and I'm so excited about that. Yep. And they're good pollinators too. Good for for if you like butterflies, these plants are for you. Yeah. Well, listen, Nadine, look forward to seeing you Sunday, 2 o'clock. Yeah, I'll, 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 I'll get there, you know, ahead of time, but we're going to sort of start informally about 2 o'clock and then, and then take it from there. Uh, Highway 42 yeah. bypass at the Leaf River Bridge type thing. Exactly. <laughs> thank, exactly. Thank you, Nadine. Look forward to seeing you, lady. Thank you. Yeah, sounds good. Take care. Okay, that was Nadine Phillips. Uh, she just put this thing together because people. She, she we just need to get. We need to get out of the. Our, come on, see y'all. Um, do we cheesy music, or you want me to take some calls? Let's take uh, Sydney and Jasper, and then we'll go to break. Okay. Hey, Sydney. How are you this morning? Thank you for holding. Hell, I've been enjoying y'all for 20 years. Boy, I don't know what I'd do without you. <laughs> well, let's let's get it on. What, what can I help you with? i got two questions, if you don't mind. Mm. One, what has I got to do besides put a fence around my garden? Because i got uh, I got collars, mustard, turnip, broccoli. And, and, so, uh, and something's eating them. Is it rabbits? No. Uh, uh, I dust them real good. And, and and they're keeping the deer from eating them, but the deer are scratching them, trying to get the dust off and digging my mustard. Yep, yep, yeah. There's nothing besides the fence, nothing. You know, whether it's a, uh, you know, it's got to be a pretty good uh, size fence because deer can jump over it. But there's there's no, I've heard it all. I mean, Sydney, I've seen it all. I've heard people, I, there's so many things they recommend for deer. Only thing that really works is a fence. That's it. I know right. That's it. Uh, the other question, you wouldn't believe this, Phil. Uh, uh, 05 when Trina come through, blow the sycamore tree down. Mm-hmm. I cut it off, even to the root. Fell at that thing, don't come up with six trees, and them things they were a bit twenty five foot and still growing, and look like they go, they 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 getting so so, so tall so fast. Sycamores are big that, trees. Uh, it is, but uh, I got six of them come out of one stump. Yeah, now here, here's here's it's not near your house, is it? No, it's, it's uh, away uh, from the house. Okay. But if it falls, he gonna uh, it might hit that power line across the road. Yeah, well, see, here here's the thing. You know, when you cut a tree off or a shrub off close to the ground, it sprouts back out. Those they have sort of a weak connection. It's not like they're growing on their own. They got roots in every direction, so they're sort of hanging on around that the the rim of that of, of that stump, and so they're more likely to blow over. Sooner or later. So as long as you know, I I I wouldn't st- I wouldn't stand under it this weekend when the winds come in. Yeah, but the base of it where where all of them come together, uh huh, it's three times as big as the the, the original. The yeah. original one about twelve inches. Yeah, about twelve inches. This here every bit. If I had to put a a, a measure tape round, uh-huh. it every bit by thirty, might be uh, forty inches in in, in diameter on oh, yeah. the base of the ground. You know, this is an interesting thing, but uh, but in 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 old countries, uh, in Europe, in England, Japan, uh-huh. they actually have trees like that that they deliberately cut down close to the ground, so they sprout out, and uh, three or four years later, they've got these straight, sturdy fence posts. They grow fence posts like that by cutting stuff down, let them sprout back out, and when they get Big enough, uh, they cut them off, and they got uniform fence posts. Okay, so, okay. anyway, appreciate it, man. 
You okay, st- you have a nice day, and uh, uh, I wish I could make that tomorrow. I mean, Sunday, but I can't. Well, if, 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 if you can find a ride, come on over. Okay, thank you. Have a nice day. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. That was Sydney and Jasper County. We've got a couple of other folks on the line. If y'all could just hold on uh, for a couple of minutes, we're going to play a little tune just to kind of shake things up. Uh, I had something picked out that was kind of goofy and kind of kind of upbeat, and I realized, you know, a lot of people are hunkering down this weekend. We're concerned about you. You know, y'all need to be concerned. Um, so rather than do something real, you know, too upbeat, I'm going to play something goofy just to kind of break things up. Anyway, we are thinking about you on the coast uh, in uh, Louisiana, parts of Alabama, Mississippi. Um, and if you have any kind of issues with the weather, Keep tuned to MPB because we're going to be live uh, keeping track of all this all weekend. So anyway, we're going to take a real break here at MPB with the Gestalt Gardener um, and play a little change tune and get right back. Shoulders right back. I hear tell you're doing well. Good things have come to you. I wish I had your happiness. You had to do. I could do. I could do. Got girls in the front and girls in the back, you know, way in the back. You got money in the sack, both hands on the wheel and your shoulders right back. I hear tell you're doing well, good things have come to you. I wish I had your good luck charm and you had to do. I could do, I could do, I could do, I could do, I could do. Better, better for them. No matter if you use an app to start your car or still have a flip phone, Everyday Tech can decipher today's technology for tomorrow's solutions. Subscribe now to the podcast using any podcast app or the MPB public media app. All righty, welcome back. Horticulture's fellow Russian Java. I got to ask you this. Have you heard that tune before? I haven't, but um, <laughs> I can't, I can't, it, it had a little, it had me. It captured my attention. That's what I was that guy was Roger Miller. He was <laughs> nuts. He was a, n- a nutty guy, but some wonderful tunes. But anyway, girls do in I, the front, girls in the back. Do I could do, man? I wish you had one. Hey, uh, I appreciate uh, Bob's been hanging on from being on the road. Bob, how are you, sir? Thank you for holding. Hey, Felder. Thanks for having me back on. I usually call you in the spring to talk about cutting back the banana trees yeah. down in New Orleans in the courtyard. Uh huh. But this call is going to be about. Uh, building a, uh, we just finished building a new uh, greenhouse mm-hmm. in the courtyard, 
And uh, I'm trying to figure out how to get everything started up because we want to grow things in the dead of winter. It's well, not too terribly cold in New Orleans, but every once in a while it'll get down there. Well, as a matter of fact, and, uh, if, if you have a new greenhouse, what's the first thing you think you need to do? Well, make sure that you can open the window because you're going to need to cool it a lot more than you have to heat it. Because uh, okay, you know, I've got green, that. you know, it, it, as, as long as the sun is shining, those things it's like a car with all the windows rolled up. So even even in the winter time, when the sun's shining, it can can overheat even if it's cold outside. So um, right. And if you want to grow things, uh, summertime things like uh, tomatoes and peppers and all, you know, they need warmth, uh, but they don't. It doesn't have to be too hot they just need to be you know comfortable spring or fall temperatures not you know broiling hot in there so what i would do is first of all you're not going to get any sunshine coming from the north the, you know the sun in the winter time is low in the sky and there's no light that comes in from the north at all so i would put any kind of benches or potting things or or anything like that on the north side of it uh, so that you get mostly sun coming in from the south, the, the east, west, but mostly the south. So put your big stuff on the north side of it, you know. And uh, okay. and and then you know if you wanted to have you a, a a little table or you know go go to a place and get you some metal shelves or something, so that you can stack things up, you know, instead of just growing things, you know, in pots sitting on the ground or just the top of a table, right. get you some plant stands, you know, and 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 grow things like that. And you know, you can grow a lot of of cool things in there like lettuces, uh, you know, while your other stuff takes a long time to produce, tomatoes, peppers, that kind of stuff. You can have short-term things like like uh, like lettuces in containers. Uh, you know, okay. th- they don't have to be deep, in it, a little shallow, almost like bowls. Uh, so the, the biggest advice is, you know, make sure that that it can that is that it will stay cool on hot days and then put the tall stuff to the north and then stack stuff up. That's pretty much it. Very kind of you. Always learn when I call you, and I thank you much. Oh, let, let me throw out one other thing. Do you, do you know what kind of fertilizer you're going to use yet? The kind you tell me to use. Well, here's the thing. You know, there's the fertilizer. You want something that's got all the all the ingredients. You know, the nitrogen, phosphorus, potash, those three things. Shoot for one where the numbers are about the same. You know, maybe a little bit higher first number, but you don't have to go with high middle numbers and all that kind of stuff, but just an all-purpose fertilizer. But make sure, look on the ingredient and, and see on the side if it says it has micronutrients or trace minerals. They'll be listed, things like calcium, iron, zinc, little things, because potted plants can't forage for those things. you got to give them their, their vitamins. So instead of just the, something that's got the three main ingredients, look for something that also has calcium and the other micronutrients. Otherwise, get you a good liquid fertilizer, and uh, every now and then just you know mix it up and spray, and that'll that'll supplement whatever regular fertilizer you use. I like to use time release fertilizer, the little beads you put in there, because that way every time you water, it automatically feeds them. You don't have to mix stuff up and all. Uh, so what I use in mine, and, and, and I don't sell things, but I'll t- t- tell you what I use is called Osmocote. It's a it's yeah. real common. It's a little expensive, but it calls for like a, a scoop per pot, and that's all you need. It ain't raisin bran. You don't need two scoops. So use <laughs> use a, the, the regular or less of the, the Osmocote, and then every now and then hit your plants every uh, few weeks. Hit them with a, a, a liquid fertilizer that's got those micronutrients, and your plants will do fine. Okay. Sounds great. Thank okay. you very much. Appreciate it, Bob. Send me some pictures. Do a before and after picture. Okay. Appreciate it. it.
Okie dokie. Thank you. All right. Now let's go to Gene in Mobile. Hey, Gene. Good morning, sir. Hey. Man, you sound rough this morning. You been hanging around Trump? Uh, n- no, but I, 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 w- I went out with my daughter last night, and we celebrated a little bit. But thank, oh, you, thank you for noticing. God bless you. <laughs> What's <laughs> going on? care for that, you know. It's called abstinence. Uh, I, yeah, I know. You know, or moder- <laughs> moderation in all things, including moderation. Anyway, what can I help you with? Uh, I, I call you up, you and I'm always too late, and I'm probably too late this year. You used to talk about these radishes that you could plant in the spring, fall, roll in the fall of the year, and they were real good. They were mm-hmm. long. Yeah. Just, are they still available? Can you buy them or whatever? You can. You need to go online. It's it's called. Uh, it's it. Usually, it has the the word long red, but Cincinnati long red and market long red. But it'll have the words long and red in it, and they look like carrots, and they grow really really fast. Uh, from seed to harvest is uh, you know about a month, a little bit more. Really? Yeah, and they're they they don't have that. They're, they taste like radishes, but they don't have that that fire, that zestiness. A lot of people Better don't. Taste. Yeah, they they don't have that that radishy, you know, afterbite. And right, they're, right. they're and they're really good for kids. But they're they're fast, they're easy, and Cincinnati Market or Long Red, anything like that. Well, how do you how do you how do you eat them? Just eat them in salad or cook them or what? Yeah, anyway, I mean, you, they were originally grown. This particular one was actually grown on the Gulf Coast of Mississippi. The city of Long Beach, their their city flag has got radishes on it. Believe it or not, that. yeah, because a uh, hundred years ago, these were these were munching foods. You know, like uh, you know, peanut at bars. You know, they would have these. Like they have peanuts and you know stuff like that at the bar. This is a real popular up north, and they grew literally train carloads of these in 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 uh, on the Mississippi Gulf Coast and shipped them north. So uh, you can eat them raw. They're not zesty like those little smaller radishes. Right, right. Well, I appreciate it. And uh, stay away from them young folks and alcohol. Let me tell you. I know. You know, but just take it easy. But you know, at the same time, glad to spend some time with my girl. Uh, it ain't nothing like it. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. Bye. Huh. I didn't know I sounded that rough, but you know, that's it. Also, the fact is, I'm allergic to everything that blows. This time of year, you know, people think, oh, he's so cheerful. No, it's the antihistamines. But uh, when the when the ragweed starts blowing, when the goldenrod starts showing up, it's pretty. We're not allergic to goldenrod, uh, unless you're allergic to asters and zinnias and sunflowers in general. It's the ragweed that's blooming at the same time, and that and that pollen it gives me a real, real. I mean, it, sometimes I feel like I got the coronavirus because I'm hacking and coughing and, and all like that. But it's the ragweed. Ragweed. Let's go down to um, uh, Ocean Springs. Hey, Marcy, how are you? Hey, I'm so glad to speak with you. Yay. How are you this morning? Good, good, good. What's going on? Um, I am calling to ask you of of the books that are on Amazon right now, which is about twenty. Uh, which do you recommend most? I was thinking about gardening Southern style. Oh no, no, no! Go with one called slow gardening. I don't, I don't. You know, I, I rarely talk about my own stuff. I rarely, but uh, I've, I've written thirty something books. The only one, the, the the to me, the beginner book is one called slow gardening. It's got it all. It's got attitude. It's got a little how to. Not too much. It only has three paragraphs on on preparing soil because that's all you need. So uh, slow gardening is a fun one. Okay. Also, um, I live right on the bayou, Simmons Bayou. And mm-hmm. what uh, bayou plants do you recommend? Oh, I don't, even, I, I don't even know where to get started. 
There's just so many great plants. Uh, what about you, button bush? Button bush is fine. It gets pretty good size, you know, and it blooms. It's a terrific pollinator plant, and it blooms uh, with May, June or so. It's late spring, early to, to, to midsummer. And it's a good one. To, it, it's sort of a generic big, biggish bush. And so the thing about planting, not just good stuff that, that grow well, but mixing them up in, in different shapes, you know. So button bush is kind of a round thing. You know, you might want to put your a cypress off to one side because it's a pointy thing, and then some some uh, frilly native ferns and things like. In other words, just mix things up to where you get spiky, roundy, frilly. You know, big, little, that kind of stuff. Sort of like you put food on your plate at a buffet. You don't just dump it all on top or go with just the mashed potatoes or the meat. So you know, just uh, at, at least three, maybe four different kind of plants that are different shapes. But button bush is a good one. It's a good native. Uh, there's also a, a, a native plant called Itea, I-T-E-A. It, it blooms a little bit later, and it's a, it's a terrific little native plant. And it kind of spreads a little bit. But uh, there's just too many good choices. And there in, in, you know, in, in, in your area, you, know, you can just ride around and look at what's in other people's yards. And if you're not sure what they are, take a picture and send it to me. I want some swamp milkweed so badly, and no place has any. Where do I get it? Oh uh, well, you know, if you know where some is, you know, it's not a protected plant, and you got permission, you're not going to get caught, or you know, don't take all of it. But you know, sometimes you might want to just, just you know, start with one. You, you, I don't recommend going out and stealing plants out in the wild, but some plants are very common, and it actually helps them by dividing them up a little bit. Uh, but there's some there's some really good milkweeds uh, that that you can grow. I just don't know any place that, that sells them. Okay, I, I'm going to look up the one you told me. The I T E A. Yep. Look that one up. Send me an email and anytime. I want to try to come to the thing in Hattiesburg. Bring if you don't have a plant, we'll have some native plants there. But but come on. Okay. Thank you so much. Okay. Appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Bye. Yeah, I don't talk about my books and all, but I've written a few. I've written a few. I've got one coming out in the spring. I'm real proud of, and I'm gonna promote it heavily because it's not about me. It's not about gardening. It's about gardeners. Uh, it's being published by Mississippi uh, University of Mississippi Press. UNC. Not not. Mississippi, what? I, they're here at MPB, Mississippi University you, Press of Mississippi, right? Anyway, it's it's going to be called Maverick Gardeners. We call them Diggers, D-I-G, Determined Independent Gardeners. What is it, Mississippi? I, you know, I've I've done this for so I'm long. I'm looking it up just to, just to be, and they're right here in our own sh- building. Just to be super correct, because you are. Uh, you you threw me for a loop with that one. You got me thinking I don't know what it is. Anyway, it's going to be out in the spring, and it's about people who garden the way they want. They're not rebels. They're not pushing back. They're just determined independent gardeners. And it's got a lot. It's going to feature Doctor Dirt, who used to be the co-host here at MPB. So anyway, let's go go up to uh, Lou in Mobile and see what's going on with Lou. Hey, Lou. I'm loving it here. I'm, I'm visiting uh, or working, actually, for the next couple of weeks. I'm visiting from a, a little town called Oakland, Florida, about 20 miles north of Orlando. Uh-huh. And I have fell in love with a plant called Mexican sunflower. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Titho- Tithonia. are great. Yeah. And they last like eight, nine months. They're an annual, but they last like eight or nine months. They get to be like a... Ten foot tall bush. Yeah, there is Some a small there. There's a there's a smaller version of it for what for what it's worth. But from seed to flower, and it's a massive plant loaded with flowers. 
and I get a lot of cool butterflies. That's what I love about it. Butterflies yeah. everywhere, even hummingbirds. And it doesn't look, for your audience, it doesn't look like a traditional sunflower. It's got a small, uh, you know, like head where like normally a sunflower would have seeds and then a lot more flowers. So, like the flowers are bigger than the seed head where right. the sunflower, the big, you know, mammoth ones. So it's, it's different. And they, they last longer because the flowers keep producing. When a sunflower, you get one, maybe a couple, and then boom. Yeah, this so, just blooms and blooms and blooms. And in, in, in the, yeah. the tradition, in, in the, the Latin name, sometimes it's sold as Tithonia, T-I-T-H-onia. Uh, but okay. Mexican sunflower, it is a terrific, one of the top ten summer-blooming, sun-loving, and drought-tolerant annuals. Great, great butterfly plant. Would it, um, do you, would it do well? Because I, what I know of Mobile, which is not much, but I love it, is that you don't get down by the water really hard freezes like every winter. I don't know. Maybe you do get them. No, no they get frost. They, 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 it, they, it can get a hard freeze, but it's rare. You know? And what, as a matter of fact, that's what's more damaging. A lot of plants can take 20, 25 degrees, but they can't take a sudden 30 degrees when they've been warm for three weeks. See, so that's yeah. a real problem is, is when it gets cold, it gets cold suddenly after some warm weather. But uh, it, it, Tithonia won't take any kind of frost at all. It turns brown. Yeah, I know. Where, where I'm at in Florida, it'll be like 70 or 80. The cold front comes through, and boom, you know, 50-degree temperature drop of 40. And uh, yeah. we haven't had a hard freeze where I'm at in like 15 years. Yeah. And we used yeah. to have one every year. So, you know, I'm, I, you know I, I do believe that climate is changing. I'm not going to debate why, but I do know it is because it is around my house. Yeah. So, but thanks a lot. You have a great show. I wish you were on in my public radio. Well, you know, we, we, we're on podcast. We hit a hundred, what, a hundred thousand on podcast a couple of weeks ago. So oh, every man, week, every out. week. And uh, when you, next time you're going home and you're going through Gainesville, uh, yeah. swing by. They, they've got a really cool botanic garden there. It's a really, really nice garden. They've got a, a, a lot of cool stuff there. So I, I do a lot of work in Florida. And uh, so anyway, you got to go right, right through Gainesville on, uh, on the way back. So visit the garden. Well, I'm a Gator fan, so that helps. I shouldn't say that on this radio station. I'll <laughs> okay. get lit. Uh, anyhow. Appreciate uh, it, man. Yeah. Okay. Whew. He's a uh, Florida. He wish he could get it here. We have people listening all over the world to this thing. Well, the internet helps with that and the podcast. And what we were trying to figure out about your book, it's the University Press of, of Mississippi. Mississippi. I think of, of all the different things. That, and they published my first book, so I, sh- I should know there. And one of our producers is married to the guy who's the director. Anyway, uh, to, we are going to, for our podcast, and we're going to post a picture of my little green truck with the, the succulents in the back, and it's got one of these wild azuratum, so I leaned up against the front door. So if y'all go to to uh, the podcast sometime, see my little truck. Uh, th- let's see, let's talk to uh, Barbara up in South Haven, almost to Memphis. Barbara, we're almost out of time, but what's going on? Okay, I have a Japanese lace leaf maple mm-hmm. and a coral box coral bark maple uh-huh. and the coral bark has been sending out skinny limbs with no leaves just here and there in the tree mm-hmm. and now my lace leaf maple is starting to do the same thing there'll be one little limb here you know with maybe oh maybe a couple of leaves right. on the tip of it yeah uh do the tree need those if if you were to cut them off they still look okay right Yes. That's what I would do. I would just cut them off right where they're growing just and enjoy the trees, uh, you know, just themselves. You know, they're just, just, it's like plucking eyebrows. Get rid of a few of them. 
All righty. Out of time. Wish we had more time to talk about that, but long, scraggly stuff. I can talk long, scraggly. That's what my hair looks like. Hey, that the plant swap, 2 o'clock at Chain Park. It's on Highway 42 Bypass in Hansburgs, right by the Leaf River, the bridge and all. Hope it's free. Uh, put on some clothes, grab a plant, and come on and join us. We're going to have a good time. But meanwhile, if you know some events I can help promote, let's do that. Uh, if you have a chance, uh, hunker down. If you can, don't hope you don't get any damage to your garden, to your home, to your family. But if you get a chance, take a kid to a farmer's market or a garden center. Show them how to do what we do best, folks, and that's get dirty. See you all next week here at MPB.